I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, season two, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Friday, which means it's time for unsportsmanlike conduct with your hosts, Adam Hill and Ed Green. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation. This podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and presented by Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into the world of news and topics we seem to find interesting. Adam, uh, I've got a cool off-Raiders topic that we'll get to in a little bit because I can't wait to hear your answer on this, but let's start with some Raiders information and news. Derek Carr wants Devontae Adams to be a Raider, and Devontae Adams seems to want to come win. You saw Carr's clip talking to the Fresno um, TV reporter uh, back from the Fresno State days, talking about Devontae Adams this week. Like, you know, The funny thing is I thought of, you can help me here, like the very first thing I thought of, and maybe I shouldn't have, is this tampering, or can players just talk about what they want? I mean, that was my first thought, too, uh, right away. I was like, wait a minute, what, what what's going on here? This is tampering. This is like a textbook case of it. But I, I think he was careful. Like I think that's the weird thing about the tampering rules is they're so they're so bizarre and they're so unclear. Um, I, I don't think it's a huge issue to say, hey, like I would love to play with that guy at some point. Um, if you if you said, I don't even know if you said like, hey, we should trade this for this and this for this guy. Like, does that change it? Um, does it change it if he's a free agent? I don't know how the how the how the plans work out, and I don't know if players can really be the ones tampering. so Well, and I, I thought it was funny because someone said, well, you know, the Packers come back and say they're tampering. He's like, well, you know, pump the brakes because Devontae Adams a couple days later said, yeah, it'd be great to play with him. So everyone's tampering. Yeah, and I think it, it's tough to police friends saying what they want to do. Like if a friend says he wants to play with his friend at some point, it's tough to call that tampering. I don't think this is going to raise to that level. Um, I think they're going to be okay. But I do find – the Devontae Adams situation fascinating on a lot of levels. I mean, first of all, of course Derek Carr wants to play with him. He's sure. probably the best receiver in the league. And Derek Carr said as much, which if I was a receiver on the Raiders, I'd be like, oh, oh really? He's the best receiver in the league? Okay, I see how it is. But at, at the same time, I think you understand what he's where he's coming from and what he's talking about. Um, that is probably the best receiver in the league and a guy that he played college football with and is a friend with. So I think you understand uh, if you're one of the other Raiders receivers, I, I think it's 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 interesting on all those levels. But then Devonte Adams fuels the whole thing by not only talking about it as well, but then sending out a tweet saying you never know what the future is going to hold, and then everybody starts freaking out and saying, okay, maybe that means he's coming to the Raiders. And then hours later, the report surface looks like he's trying to redo a long term deal with the Packers and stay there for the rest of his career. And then nobody has any idea what's going on anymore. So it would be. Very crazy if, if his whole thing was, hey, nobody knows what the future is, and then the the surprise is that he's staying with the Packers for the rest of his career. Uh, I guess it's possible. I guess he's going to make a lot of money there. Uh, I don't know that I would want to do that if Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone, but you know, it looks like Devontae Adams, maybe he's happy in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, I look, I mean, it was their friends. They played in college. They were really good in college. I think Derek Carr, when he says, if we're together, we'll do things you haven't seen yet. I mean, good for Derek Carr, but you've also got a guy who's playing with one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived in Green Bay. I don't know how much else, no matter who Devontae Adams played with, we'd say, oh, boy, we haven't seen that before. 
Yeah, but I think there is something to the to the combination, and some sometimes guys just work out, and uh, and you know, a great receiver can make a great quarterback look better, and, and vice versa. And you know, I think we saw it. You know, one of the better examples of just you know what quarterbacks or what great receivers can do for a quarterback is, I mean, look at Buffalo, and you know, Josh Allen was the worst quarterback in the league for two years, and he gets a guy like Stephon Diggs who comes in and is just a perfect fit, who understands what he needs to do, and. You, know, you you watch plays last year sometimes where there was nothing there. Stephon Diggs runs himself open, and then you know Josh Allen looks like a hero, but it's Stephon Diggs that does it. And, jo- and Josh Allen had to make those throws too. But like you just don't know sometimes how good a quarterback is until you see him with great receivers, and you don't know how good receivers are sometimes until you see him with great quarterbacks. So um, there there is that you know that interesting dynamic of of you know guys can can unlock something in somebody else, and we've seen them do it uh, at the college level before. Uh, so maybe there would be some, you know, some interest and some intrigue there. But um, again, I, I think, you know, Raiders fans are getting a little bit carried away thinking like, hey, this is going to happen. Who knows if they even meant it would happen with yeah. the Raiders? I mean, if the Raiders move on from Carr, maybe Devontae Adams can go somewhere else. Maybe, you know, Aaron Rodgers moves on from the Packers. They're not happy with Jordan Love. Maybe Carr goes to the Packers. You, you don't know how those things are going to work out. All they said was they want to play together at some point. And I think we we, we got a little bit like excited and and this is the time of year like this this month really is the slowest month on the nfl schedule which has not been slow at all uh but this is the slowest month and uh sometimes these stories just kind of pick up yeah i mean that's a good point with Carr. i mean i I don't know if you've talked you and i've talked about this in the past but you know nothing personal against him like i wouldn't extend him i mean you know i know they want an extension he signed for two more years uh, he made the playoffs one time, got hurt, not his fault, but they've made it one time under him. I, the, the, I, to me, he has no leverage, so I don't know why you would extend him at this point. I think you play it out, and if you don't make the playoffs again, then you know I'm not for I'm not a guy change for the sake of change because if you change quarterbacks, I always want to know well who are you going to get that's better, and if you can convince me you have someone better, then it's a, okay get someone better. So I still think there's a chance he's here for the rest of his career, but. I don't know if I extend him. I don't know what the point was. You know, we go back to the Golden Knights of extending Mark Andre Fleury. He had a great year this year, but at the time, we're like, why are you extending him? He, he has another year in his contract. He has no leverage. I don't know how you feel, but I kind of feel the same way with Derek Carr. Yeah, absolutely. Especially at this point in the deal where you still got him. Now, I, I know, you know, if you want to commit to him long term and if you want to make him the guy, and uh, I mean, not that he's not the guy now, but if you want to just say, hey, we're tying ourselves to him for the rest of his career. Uh, then sure, you do it, and and that's that's how you make it happen. But you know, to me, and I've said this for a while, like this is not an insult, even though it might sound like it. Like their card does put them in a pretty difficult position of being way too good to get rid of, but like not good enough to, uh, to get what they need to get. Yeah. And, and it's just it's a terrible spot to be in because there's probably ten guys on the entire planet, maybe, who are better. Right. Right, and so if you do move on, you've got to get one of those guys. But you're also in this spot where you're like, "Hey, he's good enough, and he's he's so good, and he's good enough to you know to to not get rid of him." But it's just a weird spot to be in, I think, which is uh, it makes it difficult. And that you know, I know that that sounds like it's a it's like it's a critique or it's an insult, but it's well, really not. Like he's so good, but just not good enough. No, he's we say it all the time. I mean, and like you said, it's unfair in the sense that there's a very few guys that usually can do this, but. He's good enough to get to the playoffs. Granted, they haven't been there with him other than the one time he didn't get a play, but they've been on the precipice. They've been close. So he's probably good enough to get you to the playoffs. I don't know if anyone's sitting here saying he's good enough to win it all. And I think there's a huge difference there. Yeah, for sure. Now, you could also, I mean, and this 
this sounds like you're you're really reaching and stuff too, but we haven't really, you know, we've seen an example right now. Uh, you can also be a guy because that's kind of the, you know, I'm gonna, I'll cross it over. That's kind of been the knock on a guy like Chris Paul in his sure. career. Sure. Who's been an incredible player, very good, one of the best ever at his position really, but just hasn't been, he hasn't been able to be the guy to take a team you know, all the way. But he's been good enough to get you to the get to the playoffs, get you a good seed, all those other things. And then what happens this year? Get you to the playoffs, okay. And now if the best player from every team that you play gets hurt, now maybe you can win a title. Like, you know, maybe maybe they can get to the playoffs if Mahomes gets hurt and, you know, if you know, wh- whoever else uh, kind of falls off the wayside and you're like, okay, now you got a path. But that's not what you're counting on when you're going into a season. So I don't think you can you can even look at it that way. But hey, if you get to the playoffs, you do have a chance. I think that's that's the bottom line. Last year, you know, the Browns almost made it to the Super Bowl. Like Mahomes gets hurt, yeah, they yeah. could have they could have made it. And if he got hurt and, and he didn't play against Buffalo, they could have made it. Um, so so there are those chances that you know you could do it. But I don't think that's how you go into, into a season and hoping that that's your path. And I just think the the Raiders are in a tough spot. But Derek Carr is more than good enough. I think that's that's the bottom line. He's just he hasn't been the guy that can take him to that next level. And, you know, that's kind of what you're looking for if you're going to commit to a guy, you know, super long term. I just wish Chris Paul would flop more and, 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 and complain about oh. things. It'd make, him, it'd make him such a better player. 9.8 on last night's flop, by the way, uh, from the Olympic judges. So we'll watch Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. We're getting close now. Uh, about three weeks out from training camp opening. A lot of storylines coming from there, obviously, as the Raiders try to, well, get to the playoffs for the first time or the second time in 18 years. By the way, did – was Derek Carr the victim of the Tom Brady assault on the shop? Oh. That's that's the okay. big question. Okay. I'm going to say yes for this reason. I immediately thought it was Jimmy Garoppolo. But I also believe in that interview, correct me if I'm wrong, he said something in effect of not a place he'd want to go. Well, I think San Francisco is where he wanted to go because that's where his parents are. That's where he's from. That's where his family is. So if you take out San Francisco from the equation of a place he – would obviously want to go if he a place he doesn't want to go is where he was talking about. I kind of bring the Raiders into the next realm. I didn't know if he want to bring his kids to Las Vegas. You start thinking about all these things like, yeah, would he really want to be here? And so, yes, I think the leader in the clubhouse uh, favorite at the books would be he was talking about Derek Carr. Yeah, and so there's one other part of this too. Because so I was on the when it was the original quote, um, I was also on the Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay, that's what he's talking well, just about. History with him. Um, but in the full context, and I don't know if you watched the show, it's, it's one of my favorite shows, the great show on, uh, on HBO. Um, but when you watch the whole context of it and take everything, then you're like, okay, that might be it. Um, because there's those factors, the, you know, I don't know if I would have gone there anyway. Okay. That sounds like it wasn't the 49ers. Right. It sounds like he did want to go there. Um, a team that. You know, at the end, kind of wasn't involved, which we understand to be the Raiders right. because the Raiders were in big time, and then it seems like there were some things in the end, like uh, Tom Brady had some demands that the Raiders didn't really like, and they're like, okay, maybe maybe this is not the guy. And then the one key part of it to me is, so I'm going to go out and and just, and I can't remember the exact phrasing. Um, I'm just going to go down and, and beat you down. Whatever he said at the end of that quote, basically he, he inferring that Legion Stadium. Right, and basically deferring that he destroyed that team in the yeah, season last year, which I think I think that leads to say, okay, there's only a couple possibilities. It could be the Panthers, yeah, because he crushed them a couple of times. Um, but I don't think like I don't think that it would have been them because 
you know, they weren't really sticking with anybody. I don't think that they would have, you know, it's not like they would have said, hey, we're sticking with Teddy Bridgewater over you. And so, so you just got to narrow it down a little bit. And I think when you, when you really start to narrow it down now, listen, this is obviously speculation and, and it's going to be reckless speculation forever because he's not going to say who it is. Because no, one of the other things saying. he said on there, one of the other things he said is 90% of what he tells the media is lies. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think he's ever going to tell us that. Uh, but I, I, it's a fun, it's a fun piece of speculation. And if, and by the way, if I was Derek Carr, I would take it to be me, whether it is or not, and use it as as fuel. And just go out there and yeah. say, okay, yeah, they stuck with me, and we're gonna, t- and I'm gonna take this team to the playoffs, and I'm gonna show you. So yeah. uh, that's how I would take it if I was Carr. I'm Jeff Garman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up: The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, No, I agree. I mean, that's really the only way he should. Well, it's the only reason he can and should take it. He might never know. So don't use it as a negative because it really doesn't matter, especially if Brady's never going to say anything. And who knows? Maybe the camera stopped and he told everybody in the room. I, I, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know what he would tell people anywhere. Um, but I'm with you. Yeah, because the other uh, the other speculation was the Bears. Like, oh, you're sticking with Trubisky. But they lost to the Bears. So I don't think he would have included that part about going out and, and crushing them. Or he didn't have a good game. It was like a 20 to 19 game. Right. So. Um, I don't think that he would have you know used them. So that's you know that's that's more you know because I I did see people saying like oh it's the Bears it's Trubisky they're sticking with him which would have made yeah. a lot of sense. That, that I mean that makes a lot of sense except for the we well, went out yeah, and crushed. That that bleeping guy makes more sense for Trubisky than Carr because Carr is better. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So everything makes sense except for the part where you know he said so I'm going to go out and crush you. So right. that that's the part that you know uh, eliminates the Bears I would think. Well, I, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm with you, and I use his motivation. And uh, well, the good thing is, we'll ask him in the opening of training camp, and there'll be no comment. He doesn't listen or read. Um, <laughs> yeah. I watched the other night. I want to um, come off the radio. I, I can't wait to ask you this stuff because I know these answers are going to be great. So, the you know the daughter's got a new. She's got us on a new Netflix series every month. We got to do Netflix series. Last night we started Manifest, which is number one on Netflix right now. I guess the network kind of dropped it, so it's one of those things where it moves over to Netflix. Watch it if you can. You've heard bad things about it. A very quick synopsis. A bunch of people go on an airplane. Brother and sister and uh, the brother's little boy who's suffering leukemia takes the vouchers. The rest of the family goes early. They go on the late flight for the vouchers. When they land, uh, there's a big, big uh, scene at the tarmac. And what's going on? What's going on? It's like, look, your plane took off on this date. It is now this date. It is five years later. They missed five years of life. No one understands why. At some point during the flight, there was some lightning. Eh, some kind of weirdness happened. But we got to talking last night. So then, of course, the family comes to the airport. The mom had since passed away. The daughter, who was the twin of the brother, had grown five years. The wife looked different. You know, every, it, it, what you'd expect in five years. Let me ask you something, because we're, we're talking about this last night. And I went right to this. I want to know who talked at my funeral. I want to know who showed up for me. Like, the, and, and the, the wife and daughter said, that's very narcissistic. Why wouldn't you wonder about what happened in the family? Like, eh, you survived. You did well for yourself. You, you look healthy. I want to know who showed up to the funeral and what they said about me. I mean, wouldn't you want to know that? Or would you care more about the people like you left behind? 
first of all, no, you that's incredibly narcissistic. <laughs> uh, it's it's a ridiculous, a ridiculous sentiment. Um, I'm sure you because you're also you even at my funeral. I mean, if you could have made the time. What I've, I don't know if I would have made the list. Like, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people want to speak, I'm sure. I don't know if I'm on that. I don't know if I'm on that speaking list. Uh, so, like, yeah, that's, it's also, man, I don't want to go too deep on this. It's a. Of course you do. No, I don't. <laughs> no, it's, it's some, uh, there's some, some ugliness that's involved in this that I really have a problem with. Um, to, to, I don't want to, I want to keep it lighthearted. Wait, about, some uh, about the plot or. About about the whole idea that this would happen. I know people who wanted their eulogies delivered when they were alive. Wouldn't be that bad if it's a good eulogy, wouldn't it? What are you going to say to me? No, that's that's the that's the most narcissistic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what are you like? What, no, that, that doesn't. It doesn't work that way. No, you're on that plane. That's dis, it's disgusting. You're on that plane, and you get off the plane. Like, all right, you, you, it's five years later. You've missed five years of life. Like, what's the first thing you really want to know? And you know, who, who who won the Super Bowl? How did my teams do? How's my family? Like, what's the first thing you'd want to know? Is you're standing in this tarmac, and they're telling you this. Uh, I mean, I would definitely try to catch up on sports and politics. That'd be like my two things. Um, and first of all, you know I'm out on the show already. Like it's not something that can happen in real life, so I'm out. I don't watch anything that can't really happen. Just play along. Obviously, this couldn't happen, but no, that was an interesting premise. Uh, yeah, but I heard that like the first episode, they basically give like the entire. They're like, oh yeah, you've been missing for five years. Like there was no mystery to it at all. No, I mean, ten minutes in, they landed the plane. They've been out for five years. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, what is that about? Like, shouldn't the show be exploring like this? How did this plane land? Well, it's five years later. Wait, yeah, what? I wanted to do that in the first first show. And at the end of the first show, they're brought back. These people start hearing voices in their head that was on the plane to do stuff. And this woman and this brother, their voices tell them to do good stuff. Like they tell the bus to stop before it hits a kid. They go and, they go and find two kids who have been kidnapped. But then everyone is told to go to the tarmac where the FBI wants to you know, look at the whole plane and take it by, part, uh, part by part to see what happened. And the pl- plane blows up. So obviously, whoever put them in the state doesn't want the plane looked at. So the plane blows up at the end of the first episode. So I don't know if we're ever really going to know what happened. Good. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't, don't want to know. No. This. Uh, yes, I'd want to know about. I guess, but I guess people do. If if there's things that are happening during that time, then people do know what's going on in the world, right? If they're telling people things. Well, you knew this was a setup that the, the wife was having the affair. Well, not even affair. The guy was dead for five years, so she's actually moved on from this guy. I, I put it to the wife. You getting married again? She said no. But but then they kept the daughter and wife kept saying, "Look, it's five years. The grieving's over. We've moved on." So you know the wife, you know, you know, probably finding someone with a lot more someone with a lot more money than me. Uh, like the daughter said, "Mom, you'll be back with yachts." You know, the the, the the wife dated a lot of rich people before me, yachts and all. Of them. I'll follow up with that and say, if you if you're presumed dead, the wife marries a rich guy. Now, do you get like some sort of payments? Do you get like? Some sort of alimony. You mean when I come back? Yeah, I still got the ring on. I'm still I'm still yeah. married by law. So her well, her marriage never counted. Then I'm saying right. you get. I'm saying you say, okay, look, you're married. Let's just we're divorced now. You can remarry this guy, but you're gonna have to pay me some money every month because now you've got money. Yeah, it sounds kind of harsh, but obviously she's moved on from me in the in the mind because she's already remarried. So am I going to really push the issue and try to get back with her? Or I take the check every month. I probably take the money. I yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you want to at that point, do you? No, because she's always just in the way, you know, spiritually, mentally, and everything else. But if I can get a check out of it every month uh, for me to go away, 
you know, obviously want to hang out with the kids and see them again, but you know, uh, well, they've moved on to the, to the, to the stepdad too. Oh, can you imagine that? I'm locked out of the yeah. mansion and the kids are waving at me from the, uh, God, they're got the sports yeah. cars and everything. And they like throw me to the curb with a jet. Like, like dad, we're, we're glad you're here. But uh, I mean, have you seen some of the stuff we got oh, at this place? I never even thought of that, but I should have thought of that. Cause the daughter last night kept saying, she goes, dad, you know, we, Obviously, we grieve you, but five years, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's, we've moved on at that point. Like, Jesus, like, yeah, uh, would I, you I, move I, on from me? You're almost, you become the annoyance. <laughs> like, uh, listen, we've, <laughs> we've dealt with you. Like, you're, you're gone. Like, we, you know, we liked you, but <laughs> this is our I mean, life now. I, yeah. they were, they, I only wanted to know who showed up at the funeral, who said some nice things about me. And they thought, and they thought that was very narcissistic. I'm like, no, I'd like to know Did anyone show up was, but don't you always want to know who's going to show up? At, don't you want to know who's going to show up at your funeral? Like, Hey, is anyone going to remember me? Did I make any kind of impact on the world? No, I just know that I haven't. <laughs> like, it's very simple. I'm like, I don't even think I would have one. I think people would just be like, Oh, that sucks. He's gone. All right. Nah, I, I, I think you'd want to know. I think, I, I think, I'd kind of want, well, and the other thing is, I said, I said, obviously you would have videotaped it so I can rewatch back my funeral. That oh, you're the worst. Well, you want to watch back? You want to see what the guy, the man or woman says? Hey, we missed him so much. He was no. listening. He was, I want to watch it back. And I'd see you, I'd see you in the front row probably leaving halfway through saying, ah, I got to go watch a game or something. That, no, I'd have a phone on. I'd be watching the game from the front from row. The but I, I think, of course. Uh, but I feel like, no, I feel like you have to burn that tape. No. You can't watch that. I've kept, no, I've, I've kept, uh, I've kept, well, I've kept uh, memory tapes of my parents with me that had pictures of everyone. I mean, it wasn't like the actual eulogy or anything, but, uh, you know, I've kept those tapes memory. Right, but they're actually gone. I'm saying if you come back, you have to burn that tape. Yeah, I'd watch it. You don't, you can't watch I'd it. I'd watch it a few times. I want to see what people see. Oh, you're the but, worst. <laughs> I don't understand what the big deal is. I, and they were just, dis- they were so disgusted with me last night. I look over at the wife. I said, what do you mean? You say you said you moved on with a millionaire. How about you? No loyalty whatsoever to me. You, look, you get past 50. Like, uh, who's getting married again? What would be the point of that? All the red tape and the commitment. You got to move on. You, there's no more marriages after a certain age. You don't get remarried. It's crazy. Well, I would agree with you if it wasn't a millionaire. But if it's a millionaire, you got to make sure you lock into that money. I don't know. If, if, she, if it was her on the plane, I just I don't know about the marriage again. It's way too much commitment. Can you imagine you get the month or so after the grieving's over, you finally get to watch all the games, and you're back in kind of the bachelor lifestyle? I don't know if you take that plunge again. You, you get everything you want. I got the tropical smoothie. No one bugs me about like getting tropical smoothie all the time and what you're eating and what you're doing. That's a hard thing to fall back into, like if they want the if they want the marriage part of it. Well, it sounds like you're excited to go away for five years and then come back and be single. That's what <laughs> it sounds like. Not really. I mean, it'd be a good experiment. I think it might be a good experiment to see, you know, what's happening. And I, I did, I, I did not think of a. I mean, I love my kids, you know, and um, you know, my kids and everything else. But I, I now, right now, there's no choice. There's no uh, um, question. If, they, if the mother went on to the millionaire, they'd wave at me from the window. There, there wouldn't even be any hugs anymore. If these kids could live in a no. mansion and get, like, nice cars and everything like that, it's like, yeah, is this kid back? Is this guy back? What's he doing? Yeah, they'd be like, go yeah. away. <laughs> Why are you back? Like, no, but I think it'd be one day of, like, all right, this is cool. But then you'd be like, okay, are you still just going to hang around here? Or, like, what, what's, you know, you don't belong here I don't here know if anymore. the kids would meet me at the tarmac. Probably send an Uber to get me or something to bring me back to the house to say hello for a second. I mean, it, it, this manifesting, all the people made it, got to the airport. They're hugging. It's very sad. Where's mom? Where's mom's? Like, eh, come on. She's not here. Where do you think? Come on, it's been five years. You don't, don't you think she'd show up if she could? Um, but me, I- there definitely, there definitely be like 
they'd get the call like, hey, by the way, you know, your dad that you thought was dead for five years, he's he's at the tarmac. There'd definitely be some like, like we got to go deal with this right now. But they would, I think they would show up. But they would definitely be like annoyed. What if they're on some vacation and they had to make the choice to come back or not? Like, yeah, we're good. Like they're on some kind of yacht or something like that. It's like you got to come back. We can get you the we can get you the uh, airplane. Like, yeah, we'll see him when we get back. No chance they come. No, back. on a on a, a nice vacation, you know. We'll see when we get back. We'll see you in a few days. I think. Uh, I think you know. Would you miss your Would you miss your favorite friends? Like, would you? Who's it? I mean, other than your mom, which is obvious, and your dad and all that. I get that. Are there people you'd want to see right away, like just to see if they're successful or complete failures, and like make you feel better about yourself? Um, I'd want to text people. Okay, like seeing them—that's a little much. <laughs> but there's people I want to be like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing? Everything good?" Is it weird that I might take joy in people's failures? Like, yeah, you didn't do—you didn't do well for yourself. What's happening? I'm—I've I'm, been away for five years, but I'm still—I'm still a little above you. Here's the weird thing: it's only five years. Like, I know it sounds like a long time, but like. Most people in five years are the same. Well, these people in the plane didn't age. It's like they took one flight and they got down. The other, everyone else obviously aged on on the on the uh, on the ground. They 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 grew. You know, they were five years later. The people on the plane were the exact same people. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I think most people like if you if you look at your friends five years ago, like there's some slight maybe you know maturity whatever, but. Most people five years ago are doing the same thing they're doing right now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I don't have a lot of successful friends, so they're kind of all like in the same like boat with me. So uh, I just thought it was a good premise. Like I said, I'm gonna. I was one episode in. I'm gonna watch at least one season of it. I don't know how many seasons there are of this, but uh, really got me thinking last night about my eulogy and stuff. I, 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 I yeah, uh, clearly, I, I will not be watching. I, I I really struggled last night getting to sleep thinking who would show up. Like, have I made any impact on people? You, Larry, you even come I, to this thing? Who? I don't remember yeah. you. Uh, I also think, like, the show's three years old, I think. That's the thing. These, when they get on Netflix, I haven't heard of these shows. And then people laugh when I say, hey, have you watched this? Like, yeah, I watched that years ago. I'm like, I, I don't I do not do network TV unless it's sports. Like, I do Netflix and, and that kind of stuff. I don't very, very rarely do I do network. So I, I missed it. I had no idea. I had no idea. It was I didn't even know what it was. I watched one episode last night. I'm like, this is kind of a this is kind of a different premise. It's a little interesting. Well, isn't it the same as Lost? That's what I told my daughter right when she said it's a plane and they're going to go down. I said it's Lost. She goes, No, it's different. You got to hold on through a few episodes. Hold on. <laughs> um, well, no, Lost. Lost in the end, they were in heaven. I think right. They they were. Dead. I have, I have no idea. I never watched that oh show. Oh my god, you didn't? No, it's not real. Oh, I binge watched that thing with my son. I watched. I, I I thought it was amazing. And in the end, you don't know if they're dead or not, but you assume they've been dead the whole time. I, I didn't really get the ending, but uh, I can't believe you didn't watch Lost. That's one of the all timers, man. It's it's not a real thing. It can't happen. Well, you don't know that there might be heaven or something that they're hanging out. They, it might- <laughs> First of all, no. Oh, but, you, know, but, you, don't, you don't believe in heaven. What a shock there. They're not existing. It's a weird. It's, it's not you real. You believe in the afterlife? No. So you think when it's done, it's done. There's nothing. We're not going anywhere. Of course. Of course. I can't believe this, man. That don't. I, I got to cut this off. You're going to ruin every one of my. Like, <laughs> I assume I'm going somewhere nice. Like, you know, I'll see everybody that's passed before me and. Now you're telling me there's. I mean, I'm not. I shouldn't be surprised that you don't think that that happens or that doesn't. No, of course not. I, I feel bad, man. I, I, I got to get more positivity into your life. <laughs> well, you, you got to stop doing podcasts I, with me. I, I'd say some nice things at your funeral, though. I'd stand up. If you five years later, that. I'd show you the video and say, "Hey, I stood up." I don't know about Larry or anybody else, but I was there. I was there for you. Ed, I would send you flowers, and Adam, I would send a bunch of gifts. Larry, would would you show Thank up you. to mine, Larry? 
Absolutely. There you go. Would we have the uh, Would we have the Vegas Nation truck there? <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure that we load the caskets uh, into the back of it. A- right. Perfect. Wow. Well, perfect. Watch manifest. I think it's cool, and um, think about your eulogy. I might final thought here because you thought that was a little weird. I mean, is it weird? Do you think you write your own eulogy? I know people who've wanted to do that. Should I uh, maybe? No, you can't, can't do that. No, no, you got to let people write it for themselves. All right, I gave a few, and it's not easy, and it's sad, and uh, no, it's, no, it's not. not. It's not. It's it's very it's very troubling. Um, but this way, I'm thinking about my own death, so it's not that sad. I mean, now I'm thinking about. I mean, you know, other people's death. I mean, I, I could barely get through them. It was very emotional. They had to, one, they had to walk me off the altar. It's very terrible it for my mom. Forget about it. But if it's just me, I'm really only caring how many people show up and if people like me. It's all. It's all. Really, the only thing I care about. You want. You want numbers. Want numbers. You want to do a uh, big numbers. business. Yes, I want standing room only in the back. That's what I want. Standing room only in the back. I also want a coffin. But the wife has dropped uh, cremation many times on me, so I don't think I have a chance at like the coffin. I, I think. I think within two seconds, I'm done the other way. I, I think she's taking me out that way, but uh, she's mentioned that a lot. It's probably because it costs less. Uh, yeah, of course it is. But she also might not even wait for you to be dead. What does that mean? If you're like, you know, in the hospital, you're like, they're like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's 50-50. She's like, all right, just let's cremate him. God love her. I love her to death. But if, if there's a machine to turn off and the, and, the, and the insurance rates are sky high and with each day I'm, I'm holding it in there, forget about it. I'm done. They're turning the lights out at the end. I've, I've no God. doubt that that's true. You know true. that. You know her. You'd be there. She'd look at you. You'd give her the thumbs up. Ah, make the decision, Bob. I, I, I like the way you're going. Duh, switch off. He's gone. She, she asked the doctor, How, "What's the cost per oh, hour?" She, would, like, she would know. She'd have the insurance people there and just uh, going over the numbers. And then she'd look at the doctor. The doctor be like, "Yeah, ninety ten. No." She's like, "Yeah, let's 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 get it over with." I mean, you know, he was a good guy and. You know, we but you know we got to move on here. So, all right. Well, I'll keep an eye on manifest for you. Update you as we go along. It's got dark. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation. This podcast has been brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal, presented by Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can support this show, and after this one, why wouldn't you want to? By leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, you can find all our coverage at VegasNation.com. For Larry, Adam, I'm Ed. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. In partnership with the Mob Museum, I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, a true story about money. And so it was their piggy bank. They had the ability to get loans for whoever they wanted to get loans for. Crime. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. And the battle to control the Strip. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. We were very angry and very upset, and we knew we had been double-crossed. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Pro Group Management. Additional sponsorship provided by El Cortez and the Golden Steer.